0: I'm ready. Fucking... I'm absolutely ready. All right, we're recording. Let's do it. All right. Introduce us. Introduce both of us. <laughs> All right, so this is the first episode. This is the first episode of Thick Radio. Thick
1: Radio? <laughs> I'm just finding out about the name of this. Let's go.
0: Um, so this is the first episode. Um, X rated. Yeah, X rated, X rated, Thick Radio, R rated, server one um yeah i've honestly been wanting to start a podcast forever and yeah this is my friend zev and we work together uh, uh over, over
1: under 75 minutes over uh, under over, yeah, yeah, over. Sure, yeah, sure. i was like i was like we gonna get two hours over. today maybe yeah 100 that's i was actually kind of happy we started later because then i have an excuse for not to go three hours yeah. because i have to get to bed literally
0: yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and Zev and I actually had a podcast together before, so this is honestly perfect. Um just like old times. Yeah, exactly. And time <laughs> flew when we did that. No kidding.
1: Yeah, it was so easy we to have to- such a long conversation. <laughs> I still think about that rep room interview. And that it's gone. Oh, yeah. it's, it's it's disappeared pretty much. That's actually like, it's so gone. true.
0: It's on YouTube, but that's it. That was honestly such a good idea that like we should have like ran with more, like going and like, going and talking to other people, like, in the industry, like, yeah. that was so useful. Because I would have never known, like, Pete and, uh, what's what's his wife's name? Um, her name. I, I don't care Jesse, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse, yeah, yeah. I would have never known them. And they were, that was such a good interview. Especially, like, as young coaches, too, just, like, going and talking to other people. That's one thing that I definitely want to do with this podcast is talk to as many people, like, within the industry, like, just, I don't even know, just, like, reach out to random, just, like, have a conversation, yeah. I think that's, I've wanted to start a podcast for so long because of that, like, the beauty of having conversation Mm -hmm. with just, like, a wide variety of people, like, not even in fitness, like, this podcast isn't, it'll be fitness, and we'll talk about it a ton, but the conversations that we have often are not fitness at all, like, there's gonna be lots of philosophy and, like, self-help and space and like <laughs> yeah, physics yeah, yeah. and just like random shit like random investing random for sure investing right? <laughs> money, talk, stuff yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. like all kinds of stuff that we have no we have yeah, no yeah, yeah, reason yeah. to be talking about other than we find interesting but oh also i
1: need to tell you that epiphany i had unless tell me right now. if you'd watched my last because i have a personal podcast too that actually this i have my recording going as well as scott's and so this will also be on self-improved shameless plug that it's, That's it's like it's like that. an auditory journal and no one listens so you'll be one of three people that <laughs> listen to it if you do chime in and yeah i did spill the beans on that epiphany on that on my last episode um i need you well i look for it i need you to talk about something <laughs> okay. but
0: you're one of those you're one of those three listeners and when he's bigger than joe rogan it'll all be worth uh... it and everybody's gonna, everybody's gonna into it. <laughs> another thing too with this podcast is gonna be like, we touched on self-help just now, but, like, it's going to be a lot of that. Like, it's going to be a lot of, especially, direct, like, directed towards young people. And, like, I have some questions for you, like, related to that. But it's going to be, like, a lot of trying to, just trying to, like, put advice out there for young men and women. And just, like, things to, because okay. it's, like, this is. I dig it. I think you feel similarly. Like, this has been something I've been so kind of obsessed with. Like, trying to figure out how to be a, a decent person but also understand like my insecurities and like and why I have those insecurities how to overcome them and then another thing that like we've both realized is just like as soon as you solve one another one pops up and then mm-hmm. it's just and mm-hmm. it's exhausting but it's the good fight like you're fighting the good fight to no, figure that it, out you know what I mean good, I like that yeah <laughs> it is a good fight such a good fight I put it's a negative like, connotation on too Yeah, it's because it's so hard not to because it's exhausting, man. It's exhausting to try to figure out how your mind works. And like Mm -hmm. it I've said that sandstorm analogy a bunch. Sometimes it feels like a sandstorm. But part of that's why I love podcasts so much, because that's helped me figure out. Like, I've gotten so much advice from podcasts and things like that that and now I want to do it because I know that like mm-hmm. – I know I've learned so much from you. I've learned so much from the other people around me. I've learned so much from my personal experiences. Likewise. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the podcast is just a per, like a perfect example of like a place to share it I think. so. Bro, I just saw
1: – someone told me – sent me a quote today on – I'm going to paraphrase. Seeking the truth leads to solitude and then like a life of something, something. And I was like, damn. Like so it's refreshing to hear you kind of flip that. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you hear a quote and you think it's a law. Yeah. And, but it, mean, I, it's refreshing when it's like, okay, you, it's not lonely to seek, to think about why you think. Yeah. But anyways. All right, so, hit okay. me with this. Okay, okay. So, so, by the way, people, I'd be... Okay. And then, yeah. Okay, boom. And now knowing what will happen, because I've done this before, like, what I do, I actually do this where I chop mm-hmm. it up. So my intro and da-da-da. Anchor is the best for editing. Look at this. I'm giving an for yeah, anchor yeah. right now. Our first sponsor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, you can you can cut it and people won't even realize. It. Oh, sweet. Okay. They'll just they might be confused when they hear all of a sudden it cuts to us like.
0: Oh, it says it right here. Okay. Oh, it oh it's because this browser doesn't. Oh, so we know every five
1: minutes. That's to... so annoying, though. <laughs> Jesus. Okay.
0: Or or like you just yeah. Take, hey, take you know my what? Down? Yeah. You know
1: what? You know the concept premature optimization. Yeah. You got it. This is the first one was not gonna be perfect. You get 100%, it was not gonna be 100%, perfect. Yes. That's the way it goes. That's just the way it, it goes. All right, that works. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so without further ado, this is how I've realized investing is exactly the same as building relationships. Okay. Oh. The, no, no, it's a deep analogy. I didn't realize how many holes it has. Uh, yeah. Good holes. Okay, so it, when you invest money, you sacrifice spending money on yourself to spend money on an investment. Building a relationship, you sacrifice time on yourself for time on building a relationship, investment of time. Yeah. When you invest, you can have bad investments that lose you money. When you invest time in a relationship, you can have a negative ROI and a bad outcome in that investment. Just like when you invest, some you have to ditch after a year because you see diminishing returns that will not go up. Mm-hmm. Some investments, or sorry, some relationships, you see diminishing returns a year later and you give them up. You don't go more than a year. Mm-hmm. Some investments, and I'll keep using these parallels, some investments, you know it's rocky, but you know the business is going to boom 10 years down the road. Some relationships, are a little rocky, maybe one person's stressed about a thing in their life, you know it's going to get better. In investing, If you invest forever, because I know what you're thinking right now. You're thinking, Zev, how naive? There's the saying, it takes years to build a relationship, a second to break it because of trust. False. Just like an investment, people that have invested forever are not going to throw their life savings on the roulette table. Just like in a relationship, if you have built the foundational principles, you are not going to throw away a relationship because of one foolish decision. You'd have to be a fool in both ways. So people that get a lump sum of money quickly and don't learn how to invest over their whole life, like a lottery winner or something or inheritance, they might squander that. Someone, same thing, you get, become friends with a celebrity overnight. You might squander that. You don't know what is it. Also, young people are learning how to spend money. They, they frivolously spend because they're learning responsibility. A young person who also has friends come and go, just like money comes and go for young people. Friends come and go quickly mm-hmm. because they're learning responsibility with their time and investing time. So you notice the parallels of you invest time, you invest yeah. money. It's all the same and you can foster these awesome investments and foster awesome relationships the same way. Now that's the thing. These people who invest forever, they're going to be wise about it these people who invest time forever in relationships aren't going to lose those relationships. Um, I want to make sure I'm not missing any other points because there's like a lot of, Actually, yeah, that's pretty,
0: any, any thoughts so far? That's. Yeah. Uh, I have two thoughts. I really like that. First of all, and there are so many parallels like, and I even started thinking about fitness as well. Oh, like it's, it's an investment of your time for an outcome mm-hmm. that you desire. But you said, you said the same way, like a lot of like seasoned investors will not pull out of an investment just because there's like some road dips or whatever. Mm-hmm. But where I might disagree, do you think Do you think that, uh, let's say a relationship is on the rocks and not on the rocks, but it's like fighting kind of constantly and it's like not really going in like a healthy direction per se, or it's like 50% of the time it's healthy, 50% it's not. I find hard to see the investment because like eventually an investment will pay off like full like so let's say it's rocky it's up and down but then there's like that big jump and the company starts doing super well and then you get that financial return that you've been desiring can you see a relationship doing following that similar thing where it's like rocky and there's these rough patches and then all of a sudden it's great again like and then it's like and then it's because like like yes i agree that like people can like solve through but i don't know i guess i'm trying to figure out what i'm thinking right now i think it would be more Likely that if they if it's rocky for like years and years, there's some underlying like maybe things there. I have to restart my podcast every five minutes. <laughs> that's all right.
1: But that's okay. Well, no dude. And so that's another thing I forgot about. Just like investments, some people get lucky. Some things you're just like, Oh, I didn't think that'd be that great. Mm-hmm. Some investments you're like, Oh, I thought that would be great and it wasn't. Yeah. Relationships, sometimes you go, Oh, I didn't think this relationship would be that good. Yeah. Some you go, I thought it was gonna be the best relationship ever, and then it isn't. Um, life is, I, it, that's yeah, another parallel. Yeah, life
0: yeah. fucking investments in relationships. That's that life. makes perfect sense, yeah. Um, the other thing that I wanted to outline there was, do you, you said like, like a fool will throw, like will, will put their fortune
1: on the roulette table.
0: Yeah, but you also said like throwing away something for like one decision, like one, oh, like, if some, like if something, like let's say your stock like dips really bad and then you like sell because right. like, this is going to be good. Right. Or to draw that parallel, what if your partner like cheats on you? then that yeah so yeah. then so then that's like would partner. you yeah so is it but so is that a foolish partner or would it be foolish to throw that shit away let's say oh, that's so, cool. so that, that's cool so that's what um so that's my question because i'm on the side where like like as soon as somebody cheats on me like never again would i ever mm-hmm. like would i ever even consider a relationship like that's right. like such a it's such a powerful thing for me and i wanted to hear your take on that like i would just
1: ask a question back to that person and say where are you going to invest your time now? Like, like, do you believe in that investment, or are you going to put your time elsewhere? You're going to cut that relationship and start investing it into
0: other things. To your partner, or to yeah, the yeah. person
1: that. So, like, to paraphrase that, are, are you going to go with it because you see it going on the up, getting through the storm, or mm-hmm. do you uh, see it with diminishing returns because of that cheating incident?
0: Do you? <laughs> and think- it? it's a prediction. Yeah. It's a prediction. Just like yeah. investments
1: are predictions, you,
0: you don't know yeah. the future. Do you, th- do you think you could find yourself in a position where, like, somebody could cheat on you and you would still... Yeah, and there? actually,
1: folks, we've talked about this <clears throat> not on a podcast. We've just talked about this, like, many awesome late-night talks when we're closing up at yeah. PFPC. And, and I could. If I had children and I... Because I've just always believed, like, I'm a team with whoever I have kids with unless there's abuse of some sort going on. And if there's no abuse and they just they cheated, at that point, we're a team. We you- have kids together... Unless is, the kids start like it affects them because they find
0: out. But do you not see? But do you not see cheating as an abuse of your trust?
1: Potentially, potential. But like, it, it, there's context therapy. I don't see if the therapy helps and if they yeah. change and. And then we go from there, and then maybe yeah. if, they, if I saw it wasn't getting any better, like the investments dropping. Not, to, and I'm not saying when I make analogies, I first of all it's a pet peeve when people see analogies as the truth. Like when people they they look at the analogy so thoroughly like I am. I hate when people say like, oh the analogy makes sense. So anything tied to it makes sense. That's yeah No no and, and that's business. so I, I agree like there yeah yeah I'd be out of there if it just started
0: not yeah, working. Yeah. Do you I'd, see there's another question. Do you see uh when you meet somebody new, do they have a hundred percent of your trust and that you're and they take off of that hundred percent, as oh, as, it, as they one. lose their trust, or do you start with zero percent trust and that person earns your trust up to a hundred percent?
1: Uh the earning. Yeah, Is I've they, heard that question. So wait, wait. In respective order, you go. So what happens if someone cheats and you're married to them, and in with kids or without, and then what about the
0: trust and? Yeah, if somebody cheats them down? down yeah, yeah. Like you, so kids are not kids yeah. are yeah. not yeah, yeah. I'll, just, you, I'll, you, I'll you. just get a divorce like it's okay. <laughs> I just like, I just like, <laughs> a war, yeah, a war, yeah, get the lawyer have the lawyer get the fuck out now <laughs> <laughs> yeah Um yeah no I just like it's for me like the like that holds so much weight because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it does because for me I just can't wrap my head around you not just leaving the relationship like recognizing mm-hmm. that you are about to destroy somebody's trust. Here's the thing for me. So cheating it's like I don't even necessarily care about Sorry, I like I do care about like, the act of cheating itself.
1: the levels way we make out a little boob squeeze yeah, a little, yeah. or ask whatever the group yeah, yeah. crotch squeeze or to like me, what level of, of to cheating To me to me it's the same. Yeah, yeah, to yeah, me yeah, it's a, as, yeah. Soon,
0: as soon as it gets physical <laughs> right, it all holds right. a similar weight to I me. See, like I see. it's but here's the thing about cheating it's like the act of cheating itself is, I think, silly and immature and, like, yeah. but yeah. because because if you're ever getting to that point, you need to just be honest and leave your relationship or tell your partner that you are having, like, those feelings. The worst part about cheating is that you not only, like, destroy that person in the moment, you destroy their trust in mm-hmm. anybody in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, like, cheating isn't, like, a momentary, like, hurt to another person. That's now a lifelong trauma that that person is going to associate with in every single relationship that they have. And I think that's why cheating is also... It shows me a lot about that person's character that they clearly are not thinking about your like the other person's well-being for the future.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think many people think about that when they think about cheating. Like, think about the long-term no, no, effects right, yeah, that that's right. causing. And that shows me that that person clearly doesn't have your best interest in mind. Like, I'll,
1: and I'll tell you... Someone I was seeing recently told me that they were the homewrecker Mm -hmm. in in the last like relationship they had. Right away, I said, "No, this isn't gonna work." In my head, I didn't say that. Yeah. So it it doesn't only affect obviously the trust of people. It it could even affect a partner who gets in there because that's that's now like (laughs) that's
0: programmed to your subconscious immediately. Mm -hmm. That's like as soon as you hear that, I was immediate.
1: And dude, it was immediate. I go bad taste. Like now, I actually saw them differently, and yeah. They, you know? Oh, and then I, last, i anyone still curious. Uh, the last analogy tie-in was uh, just like an investment that you work on, you have to keep contributing to. One day, you don't have to touch it. It actually gains momentum itself and you gain a lot of income from it itself. Just like relationships that you work on for decades, one day it works on itself. You don't even have to really, you just check in. The same way you check in on an investment, you just check in on the relationship. We all know really good friends and family members that you see after years or months. And it doesn't really feel like much. Like, Yeah. Anyway, so it. that's the other thing. It I just is self sustaining. Yeah. Long story short, that's what I thought about the other day. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's investing time. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like how relationships are made. It's like little. It's actually oh. super interesting. <laughs> sorry, sorry to interrupt. I was telling Benny, because I did tell Benny, uh, Ben Vyshaft, Shout out to Ben Vice. Shout out. Shout so, out to Big Shaft Ben. Big, big <laughs> Shafty. So, <laughs> literally. So, uh, I said, we all have a portfolio. Of friends and people in our lives that we're investing time into and oh it's, like, it's actually, like a portfolio of yeah. people like is it going is the stock going up or down are you ditching that investment but then but then Ben's like yo is that why you gotta do like
0: yeah well, he's like why you gotta yeah.
1: make people look like investment but yeah like, sorry,
0: sorry.
1: So, but I also <laughs> like it. But,
0: but that is like I don't think we want to admit it but that is kind of like <laughs> a little bit of like subconsciously you probably like do categorize friends a little I know I categorize Ever. friends like, I think it's
1: inevitable yeah. there's a hierarchy hmm that's, yeah, that's what this one person was talking about. They didn't like being low on my hierarchy. That's what caused things also some toxicity. How did they find out they were low on your they, hierarchy? They assumed.
0: Oh, really? They assumed. The same I was picturing, like,
1: you have, like, like Me? She, walks oh my in, God. she walks into your room and you just <laughs> have a list of, like... It's it's like golf tournaments. You're, you're moving people up and down the list. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kelly's plus five today. She's not doing
1: the best. <laughs> Kelly's out of the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, dude! Well, and and that is something I was actually going to tell you about. I so I also gave blue balls to Scott story wise because he goes, "How have you been?" I go, oh, "I've been all right." He says, "What do you mean?" I say, "I'll wait for the podcast." Yeah, he's been edging so, me constantly. So what? So That's today, here, God, and I hope the person isn't listening, but who is? So <laughs> wait, they, <laughs> I, I I ended. That's the thing. No one. <laughs> no, no. no I, one. I ended a relationship. We weren't dating. We kind of were doing what boyfriend girlfriend do, but there was no label. And I they hadn't met my family yet. Because to me, it's a big deal if someone meets the family. Mm-hmm. I don't just bring people in and out. Oh, no. actually, Yeah, yeah. No, I, is, Are you saying well, – or does it depend? Kind
0: of. It's like – I don't know. Friends,
1: it, I'll let anyone. But when it's a girlfriend, different story for
0: me. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think – I don't know. It doesn't hold as much weight for me. It like kind of does, but like – Not as much. My friends hold a lot of weight. I'm almost a little bit like that. Oh, okay, okay, Introducing, like, a girl to my friends is like, that means a lot. Oh, I see, I see. True, true. Because those are, like, the opinions I really care about. True. Because I don't, my, I do care about my parents' opinion, but, like, with relationships, like, not as much. Mostly because, like, my parents' history with relationships isn't stellar, so I don't know if I value their opinion as much. Okay. Anyways, keep going. Well,
1: dude, plus, I'm on a streak right now. I haven't had a girlfriend like almost six years so like for me it's just this streak yeah. of like i maybe if i had partners all the time i'd just bring them in and out, not care a part i don't know if it's like uh me being pretentious of just like i want i wanted to mean something <laughs> and i knew this relationship wasn't gonna last yeah me. yeah for so sure yeah. i didn't want
0: it yes yeah, as soon as you realize that like i don't i don't bring tons like many girls unless like i know i'm gonna like date them okay, a okay, while. Yeah, I don't did. bring them really see and that's
1: why it was when they, when the person got a little upset they're like why aren't you showing me to your family and
0: that was a sign
1: from like I think that says it yeah, says it all yeah. but anyways dude and you know what I'm actually gonna wait because can you try, the, we can got you can you sh- can you share can, the audio from I'm yours? sure I can I'm sure I can do I'll just do that um let well should we risk it perfect episode but, 17 it, <laughs> in the
0: same podcast <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so anyways all I wanted to say It was really hard to do. She was really pissed. And granted, you know, and it's not fun to end things. (laughs) Uh, And then I thought I'd be smart to put music on. It was gonna pump up my mood. And of course I put music on, it's like the best music ever. And it made me want her in the car. (laughs) I was like, this isn't helping. And now I'm just a sad boy. (laughs) There's just tears tears streaming down your face. Yeah, like I I was literally, I banged on the stereo a few times going, fuck, (laughs) fuck. I
0: miss you and I love you. Like, Have I oh, ever shown you that video? No. It's like two it's like a Bugatti and a Lamborghini racing, and then that's like a recording of this girl on an answering machine calling her like boyfriend because no. I just broke up. It's like, I love you and I miss you. <laughs> and then it shows the cars racing.
1: Okay, I don't care. Man, so anyways, that's why that's why I was alright is just I don't know. I don't like I hate that I've pissed someone off and potentially their parents are gonna she'll talk to
0: her parents and they'll not like me now it's a weird thing about relationships right it's like especially at our age like you filling somebody like with tons of love and like appreciation and blah blah mm-hmm. blah just like spending time with them making their life better but at some point like relationships like you almost like always end up burning a bridge mm-hmm. briefly at That's least at, least, at least briefly like brief, it's yeah, not yeah, not yeah. to say that it'll be forever but like it's very rare, it's not very rare, but, like, it's rare that you end a relationship, like, actually boyfriend-girlfriend, and immediately keep talking, staying it's friends, a good mutual without, without starting to cross boundaries and, like, true, sleeping with each true, other again, true, and, like, true. it's very rare, so it's right. almost, like, it's a weird thing, and I actually have to dig deep in, like, kind of my yeah, 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 insecurities yeah. and stuff, not insecurities, I, like, yeah. part of the reason I have commitment issues yeah. is because of that, like, it's, like, I... Know that there's a strong chance that eventually Uh, that'll uh, end, and me and that girl will be hurt. I see. You know what I mean? Like it's like I get it. I and it's like I see it partially because I don't. Like I have such a, I don't have much confidence in like relationships lasting decades. Like I that's me too, brother. That's from like a ton of fat. Yeah. So it's just like I don't have tons of confidence in that. So I see. I I put a greater the over under on it ending is fucking not good like it's well well, people both of us have divorced parents so there's baggage no matter what whether we like it or not exactly yeah so that's exactly yeah so that's where a lot of that comes from but it's a weird thing about relationships it's like it's so good but it can also be so bad Mm -hmm. at the same and that's like that order and chaos thing that like jordan peterson talks about and like that's why love is so intoxicating though because it's dangerous so, so love can be toxic, you said, or intoxicating. Intoxicating. Because it's dangerous. Yeah, because there's a level <laughs> tell, of tell
1: like- Tell people what the um,
0: order and chaos is- yeah, so if you like if you wanna look into something like really interesting, then start consuming some of like Jordan Peterson's content. Um, so he wrote a book called um, 12 Rules for Life, um, a recipe for order and chaos, I think the name was. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. Something like that. Something to do with order and chaos, but he basically wrote these like 42 rules on a website like 10 years ago or something like that, <clears throat> which outlined 42 rules for life, and then now he's since written two books, 12 rules for life. And then 12 more rules for life beyond meaning is the newest one. Um, But his books kind of like his first two books kind of revolved around like the idea of order and chaos and how life is that is life is a constant battle or imbalance of order and chaos or a balance. So like you cannot have order without chaos and vice versa. Um, some yin yang theory shit he talks about yeah exactly yeah that's exactly what it is and he talks about skating on ice and how like you're skating on ice in the winter and it's so beautiful and it's a gorgeous day and skating on ice playing hockey whatever and that's order that feels so comfortable it's amazing but if that ice was a little bit too thin and you didn't realize and you fell through, you are plunged into mm-hmm. one of the most terrifying, chaotic experiences. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about like that ice simulates the kind of like constant, like constant potential to be plunged into mm-hmm. chaos, like literally and figuratively. At any moment. Yeah, exactly. That's so, true. And when you're in chaos, you're seeking order. And when you're in order, you you should be seeking chaos oh, okay. too, which is part of it. It's like controlled okay. chaos is useful because we know that as soon as you get too comfortable, become stagnant, that isn't actually what's best for you. Like the idea of um, is chasing responsibility and putting yourself outside your comfort zone. Like it sounds cheesy, that comfort zone thing, but it couldn't be more true. Like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm seeking challenge, seeking chaos, seeking things that make you uncomfortable, make you better at whatever you're trying to do. Whether you're trying to become an elite athlete, whether you're trying to become a better writer, like better at podcasts, whatever it is, kind of being like baptized by the fire and throwing yourself into the mix into like chaotic, very difficult experiences will make you better. And as a result, you'll get some order in your life because you get good at something and then you achieve a goal and then you feel more confident in yourself. And that creates some order because you feel like you can accomplish things. And then as a result, it's this positive feedback loop. You gain a responsibility, you accomplish a responsibility, your self-confidence goes up and then you want to do it again because you're confident that you can achieve more and then you take on another Another chaotic responsibility. It compounds, really. It it does compound,
1: (laughs) exactly. Well, okay, to play devil's advocate, would a person need to have a calculated risk? They could jump into chaos, but if it's not calculated, the risk might be too great and it might cause something they can never bounce back
0: on. for sure yeah i would definitely agree with that like, like i'm gonna move cities
1: and start my own thing and the next thing you know you're in debt forever and you have no network and you you're on you're yeah close. i don't like well or, i don't know you know or I do people survive
0: Will people always
1: find a will well
0: you live. will you hear like some of the stories of like athletes coming out of like like the slums and like Brooklyn mm-hmm. or something like yeah, that yeah, yeah. or like compton or something like that yeah, like yeah, yeah. And they put everything they have like into like one decision or business. You always hear about it with business. Like I put every last dollar yeah, I had into yeah. business. Yeah. But we're hearing yeah. about like the 1%. That, Survivorship like, actually, bias. Yeah, Survivorship exactly. Survivorship bias. Exactly. So you actually made it. But I think like especially at our age, man, like unless – like you said you'd be broke forever like i don't oh, think that's, I, see, I don't I think see. that's usually yeah, what yeah, it yeah, is yeah, because yeah, yeah. we don't have much money to like yeah, really yeah, put it, into it I see what you're so saying. i think i think if you're contemplating like moving a city and trying to like start something new i think you should fucking do it if it fails let's call. let's say you're 21 <laughs> and it fails and it's you you go at it for 3 years and then it fails and you lose everything you have no money you're 24 <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't matter like it's like I hear you. that's I hear a yeah. blip that's a blip so it's like and it's chaotic. and guess guess how much you probably grew from that failure? Like an insane amount. My camera just turned off. An insane <laughs> amount. That's awesome. Um, it's great. Perfect. So um,
1: investing in the school of hard knocks. That's your tuition in the school of hard knocks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> a, that's such a good way to put it. Yeah, exactly. I stole that from someone. I love that. That's <laughs> literally perfect. That Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. No, no, no you, you it's you true. You have no choice but to become a better person from failing. Like you should seek failure. A TikTok couple said that yeah.
1: uh, about like – they started a business and they said they did it in their twenties because they realized that some people don't even take off till their forties. So if they failed, they had twenty years to start something else. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Like yeah, it's true. It's and really we all, true. We also have time and no responsibilities. You should. Yeah. You should be piling shit onto yourself. Like yeah. not so much that you hate your life. Like I think you should still be able to go play football and go for hikes and like do all these things that we want to do as young people and party and drink whatever you want to do, but. Outside of like having fun and making sure that you're enjoying your 20s, pile on some responsibilities mm-hmm. and see how much you can handle. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, we've talked about this, like testing your work capacity, testing your stress. Like you've done it, like you've done like 60, 65 hour uh like weeks mm-hmm. training clients, and you recognize real fast, holy, I could not yeah, sustain it's this. Not sustainable, yeah. It pays off, like it pays off in the short term, and it's but now you know that. Like now right, you've right. you've went too far. It's like working out, like. How would you ever know how much volume you can handle unless you burnt yourself yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we know that like as, as much volume as you can handle but still recover from consistently, that's what gets the most gains. Same with work. Same with life gains. Same with getting better True. relationships. True. Everything. You need, to, you need to push yourself to that volume threshold of whatever it is. See how much you can handle. Push a little further and run yourself into the ground a little bit mm-hmm. and then be like, okay, mm-hmm. that's my limit. I'm gonna sit right here and I'm gonna maximize my productivity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the gym, on my laptop, training clients, trying to grow my business, whatever it is. Like, okay, I know I can probably work this much and I can still recover from it and my life's all right. Like, but you you never know that if you didn't dip your toes into too much. Like you,
1: you could extrapolate that into all fields. So right now we're talking about an analogy regarding fitness, but let's even go back to business. And we know a successful business person delegates, but People are going to think, oh, this analogy is just for your own uh, self-discipline, pushing your own limits. No, no, no. How far can you delegate before you lose money? And like these are other things like you can push the limits and see like, okay, how far can I go? Let's say a coach. Let's say it is still kind of fitness. A team. How far can you push? So yeah, if you didn't hear that, people, how far can you push your team, like different aspects, uh, sorry, different positions on a team
0: as a coach and take that analogy as you wish. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's
1: it's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Push the limits. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I think it's really useful and I think... But comfort is comfort, right? Like you, you don't want that area, and I'm I don't want to. Being uncomfortable sucks. Like you don't want to yeah, do it. Yeah. But you know this, and I know this. As soon as, as soon as you're on the other side of it, you're like, that was so worth it. I'm yeah. so glad I did it's that. True. Like it's true. Like what if you like went out for a hike and there was like some like. Sketchy like thing that you like didn't really like a sketchy log or something like that. and you're like, ah, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. It's like a little risky. But at the top is like the most beautiful lookout. <laughs> it's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. yeah, don't risk your life. Have a calculated mm-hmm. risk. Yeah, of like course, if it's impossible, don't do it. But like, maybe try to get get across that log because it's gonna pay off Dude. huge. Like, so yeah,
1: no, that's good. At all, man, actually, online. Speaking of laws, we were talking about. I think I found a new law for life, but I want you to try to debunk it. Okay. It was everybody wants to be somebody. Not that somebody wants to be – not somebody else. Come on. They're talking about somebody wants to be a different version of themselves. And I was like, no, there's got to be – this is a half-truth. There's got to be some other – but then I was thinking like even someone who's suicidal that doesn't want to be anybody because they want to die. Technically, they want a different version of themselves. If they could erase their feelings, they would. 100%. But then to them, the solution is killing themselves themselves. And then you can look at like literally – I was thinking about every possible human being. Everyone wants to be a better – not a better, sorry, different version. Or do you think that law has a, a, a whole
0: thing? I think uh, – it's hard for me to debunk it because I couldn't agree more. <laughs> well, but like, every,
1: Ideally, you should accept yourself.
0: But, yeah. then, but then again, but, we live but,
1: in a capitalistic society. Should you? I don't know.
0: I think like – I think like Buddhist monks are probably. I was gonna like, say they're close. Them. Yeah, they're probably. But there. they're still striving. Yeah, like, that's true. They they're objectives. always. St- I don't think, but that's humans. Like that. Yeah, that yeah, actually yeah, ties yeah, yeah. back into what I was just saying yeah. about like responsibility and like willful suffering and things mm-hmm, like that, like mm-hmm. choosing obstacles and having calculated risk. That like mm-hmm. that idea of like that every human is trying to be a different, a better version of themselves, or even just not even maybe better, <laughs> yeah, just different. different. Yeah. That's human nature. Like we yes, literally, yes, yes. we always need improvement. We always need a challenge to overcome and build our self-confidence and that positive feedback loop I was talking about. Natural selection. Natural yeah, selection. Ex- literally exactly. Like that's like why we're here. If you, if you weren't doing <laughs> that and if you were stagnant, you'd get fucked up <laughs> like, the human, a the, tiger. The hu- like the saber-toothed human,
1: tiger. The humans with no motivation, because by the way, I just learned this people, motivation is in the middle of your brain, the limbic system, oh, is yeah. literally a brain thing. Humans that didn't have motivation in that part of the brain didn't survive. That's why we're here. Yeah, it's well, just it's a, a natural selection. Everything. One hundred percent. Yeah, and that that so constant need, we're...
0: that constant need for change, is it's biological. That'll never go away. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's exactly. always there, and that's but that's the why. But that's why, like, I love the idea of willful suffering. So we know that we always, we now know that we always have to be like moving forward. We always have to like have some sort of task in front of us, or just some sort of issue to overcome. And, Perceived. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, Perceived <laughs> like, is a great thing. Like, that's, that's so true because especially given now, like, we are so comfortable that now we are creating issues. Mm-hmm. And that's why relationships, I think, are so difficult now because, like, we don't have, like, legitimate issues. Like, we don't have, like, legitimate things that are different we don't have anything trying to kill us we don't we're not Mm -hmm. looking for shelter we're not looking for food everything's so easy for us so now it's like i need to find something to complain about like i need to find something that's hard i need to find something to challenge myself no two ways you can just bitch and complain about what
1: up up? nate is nate's a guest 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 on the podcast (laughs) we are podcasting we are podcasting right now podcasting Get in
0: there. You got you got any hot takes uh, for us? <laughs> uh, to get an oh, podcast.
1: Uh, this, this podcast is sponsored by Blue <laughs> Hard dicks for all. <laughs> uh, That's
0: awesome. If you have any erection <laughs> issues, <laughs> use <Yeah>. promo code <laughs> Nate. Nwpt. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, what was I saying? You you were talking. I just can't stop thinking about boners no, now. Yeah,
1: yeah, That's um, I'm talking thick radio. It's legit. <laughs> not long thick. Oh, um, we were, we were talking about the will to live. And, oh, and then uh, willful suffering. Uh, oh yeah, so that, oh yeah, so
0: willful there. suffering. So that's why I like that idea. Basically, like, okay, so we know that we are going to. Ha- we we always have tasks. So life is always going to throw tasks at us, whether nature's throwing tasks at us or like societal construct. We always need like obstacles and things like that so working out is like the best example we need to suffer we now recognize Mm -hmm. that we need to have something challenging it's going to make us suffer a little bit so you have two options when it comes to like working out you can either choose to work out in the moment and suffer through a difficult workout and do something that's difficult and uncomfortable and doesn't make you feel the best in the moment but is going to improve your health and going to improve your life as a result or you can avoid that suffering in the moment and avoid that pain and obstacle and then later on down the road, you can suffer from kidney failure or diabetes or obesity-related health risks or have a heart attack or anything like that. And then you might have a shortened life due to that. Not everybody, like some people can never work out and live a healthy life, but we know that exercise is going to greatly reduce the risk of having subpar health in your in the future, so you can either suffer now and work out and reap the rewards, or suffer when you're later because you avoided that suffering. But but regardless, you have to suffer, and there has to be pain as a result of that decision. You you have, you have two options:
1: positive outcome, negative outcome. But you have only one option both ways: suffering. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: No, that's bang. Like,
1: on. Uh, uh, what was it? Oh. The little things. This is me going to be me kvetching about a, a person in my life recently. Was this person I just ended things with wanted me to text more? And this isn't the first time I've heard women say this: text more. They demand things. Another said, "You weren't you weren't watching my story." Like they were pissed. I didn't watch their story. I'm sorry if I don't go on social media. That's all probably time. a good thing. Like, like I just that post. Should on an, social
0: that, media. that should be an attractive thing. Like when somebody uh, doesn't spend know. time on social media, I'm like. I like uh, that. Yeah. That's good.
1: Same. Well, anyways, like demanding a lot. Like you know, the way I even the way I was holding the hand, they, they flipped my hand. Hey, dude. I'm they gonna flipped ju- my hand. I, like hey, dude, like no, this I'm gonna, was, I'm gonna it, it was like it was something like that. And then she said, No, you it was like the other yeah.
0: I'm gonna tell you this right now. <laughs> am I
1: am I a schmo when it comes to relationships? Is this a hand thing? No, like there's no way to you know hold what it
0: is? It is? These girls suck. <laughs> These girls See, this is what I'm suck. Saying. I don't know dude. why. I have a pattern. This has nothing to do with you. You're just with crazy chicks. <laughs> Those are just like that. That stuff I'm is like listen to this. that stuff is like emotionally unstable. Like I'm telling you right now, that is not something that is valid. Like 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 getting mad for not watching These your story. That's not valid in my opinion. That's not valid whatsoever. And a person before this part, what like texting? Back, texting, kind of get it, but it, it, still, yeah. In my opinion, in my opinion, on- no. Like I, I don't care if somebody texts. That's a subjective thing. Watching stories, the way you hold my hand, and shit the, like that. Like, I think that's it's too much. I think, hey, okay, I think those girls just not for you. Like, yeah,
1: and I was getting pressured into smoking a blunt or or drinking which like scott and i aren't square people but like i just were past that kind of yeah. like like it's, it's not a part well, also, not, I don't, also I mean, if you feel like
0: you're forced into a, it anything, anything it's a voluntary thing sure
1: <laughs> yeah let's actually screw even just the, i'm just saying i was forced into doing stuff that even like sexually a few things i just like was kind of was things we're getting yeah anyways what i'm saying is uh, that's uh, a lot that's of there's a lot good. of just being asked to do things I didn't, or creating issues that it, if the person was more nihilistic and just letting life be the way it is like who cares if I'm saying, updating you on what I'm eating at lunch, or or yeah, like, like that.
0: Like, does that? Does, this is like me and my girlfriend. Like, have talked about this. Like, we don't text like hardly at all. Like throughout the day, we even go like maybe two days. Like, just like that is goals. Just, just For like me, just, that's goals. Just like hey, just like hey, have a good day. Like it'll be something, yeah. but it's nothing. And then we'll like FaceTime or call. And like, I love
1: calling and, and, and FaceTime. Catch yeah, up. I like, like
0: that. I like that. But it's yeah. Like I don't. This but that, person wasn't a caller. But that's like. But that's like you are actually like it's a it's a meaningful conversation i guess is what i'm trying to True. say versus like hey what are you up to oh like i have a break at lunch i'm just like eating whatever like blah yeah. blah i'm like oh this happened it's like okay like cool like yeah. but but like is that yeah. like is that a very interesting useful conversation rather i'd rather wait 48 hours and hop on the phone and catch up on everything all at once and have like an hour-long talk
1: <laughs> hey hey it's all subjective so someone true, someone yeah. out there wants a partner like that and I, and I i love that i want everyone to be loved and have love yeah people. and though, that's the, not me
0: that is the objective aspect of relationships <laughs> as long as you're happy and you feel that you're loved and appreciated then yes that is good yeah, like, dude that's that's
1: why i don't know do we talk about it while this was recording like that thing burning the bridges and like i don't i wish relationships didn't end messy if only people just said like guess we weren't meant to be yeah i wish people could just have that conversation i feel like people do
0: and you know a couple of my friends that have said like that are in like their 30s and like 40s and they're dating still that's kind of what it is for them they said Uh, it's very just like like uh they basically just say like especially when they're like meeting people it's like this is what i want can you provide that and it's just like it's pretty transactional almost because especially in your thirties and forties, you've kind of been through all that. You probably maybe had a divorce. Like you've kind of been through mm. all that. You recognize what you want, what you don't want, and that person's probably on the same wavelength. And then when it ends as well, it's very similar. It's just like this didn't work out. But that being said, there's a tons of fucking really messy divorces. So it's like I don't know. I feel like yeah, it's I feel it's so dependent on the people, and it comes right, back. It's to, it comes back to like comes back to you need to fit. This has been a whole relationship podcast. I'm kind of about Shit, it. This has been good. Okay. Um, it comes back to like you need to, if you are, as an individual are not sound and in a good place with your life and truly confident in kind of who you are and what you want, what you don't want, 100%. how can you ever expect to like symbiotically grow with another person that way? 100%. How can you ever expect 100%. that? That's something it took me so long to understand. And it's like a lot of times like issues in relationships are as a result of those people just not, knowing who they are yet. An
1: issue with themselves. An issue yeah. in relationships is really an issue with yourself. It will just end up projecting your stomach. It's got like it has to be. Mm-hmm. It has to be. Mm-hmm. In the inner outer world philosophy we talked about way back during first lockdowns. Your inner world is kind of your outer world. Yeah. <laughs> Theoretically.
0: I'm no, sure it's th- all
1: projection. Right? Um dude, have have you heard of the shadow? This concept, Russell Brand on TikTok was like, and it blew so my mind. I, I brought her up with a psychologist and she, it's a Carl Jung theory. The shadow people, when is a shadow in real life? I'm not being all poetic. Like when's a shadow casted? When the sun's out. When some, a sun light hits something. Mm-hmm. We suppress things because a, a light is never shined on them. There are things that we don't express because there's no need to. Usually it's aggression, anger, sex. Let's be real. All of These things in life, there's usually no reason to address these issues in, in those three realms until a light shined on it. And that's your shadow. And we have – or some people would deem them blind spots. And we have things that we suppress sometimes for decades. So I'm bringing this up because this partner – and I've already kvetched about this at Vic Park with you. But this is for the listeners. Like there are things I was not insecure about. Up until I'm 24 now, just now I got insecure about some things, and it was you playing footsies with me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this has really fucking got me uh, going. <laughs> yeah. All the sex talk, yeah, yeah sort of, all the sex and relationship. So, that's what I'm saying, man. Is I had shadows, and I don't know whether to be grateful for this person that I was seeing for literally 60 days. That should I be grateful? Should I be upset? Well, it's like I hate said.
0: these insecurities, but I I can address them early in my life. Exactly. It's also like you said, it's a lesson, right? What it was some up, what was the Oprah
1: said some people are here for a moment, a lesson in a
0: lifetime. That that's <laughs> like everyone is actually. Everyone. Yeah, every no matter what. It fits no matter, into those yes. three categories, yeah. Um fuck, what was I gonna say? Maybe um, while
1: well, you think, it could be like a Venn diagram too. I don't know. I'm just thinking, what if someone was here for a moment? They move cities or pass away. Oh no, but then no, I wouldn't be there for a lifetime then. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was like oh, or a lesson, maybe someone's a moment analyst. Yeah, they can be a moment analyst. <laughs> Anyways, Oprah's full um, cool of Chokhmah.
0: What's Hokhmah mean? Yiddish, uh wisdom. Oh yeah. Damn. Uh I was gonna say something about that and then I kinda lost it. Oh no. Um is oh, it the shadows Oh yeah, it was the shadow thing. So um is so you said aggression, sex... And what else? There's got to
1: be a, a sex, aggression, a sexen.
2: <laughs> That's aggressive sex. <laughs> a section.
1: Aggressive sex. No.
2: <laughs>
1: a sex aggression. No, so, sexy was, aggression. was like anger too, or, some, or just like, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: and there's a, many more. These are just examples. So, so is that what comes out? As a result of the light being shown on it or as the light shines on that, like aggression, the, sex. Oh,
1: no, no. Those cause – those are the light. Those are the light shining on insecurity. Oh, like so, when, so when you're is- angry, when you are se- sexual and when you're aggressive, which we people don't get to be in this society. Yeah, true. When you are, now you the light has been shown. Uh, shined on insecurities and, oh, or, or just or anything anything yeah, really. yeah, yeah. things that you were suppressing because you didn't get to express those three realms you that's don't make, really interesting, what, yeah. when, think about it when do we get to express anger aggression sex we're lucky that like you have a, we work out a lot mm-hmm. of people don't get to get aggressive or just yeah. in that see that's clutch <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. and i guess like when you when you say sex you think like actual sexual intercourse but I'm talking like just think about like your sexual aura and just being a sexual person in our society like I, I don't know it's a hot take some people I guess could but like there's certain clothes you can't wear in public and
0: it's just well, hard to express think, yourself well, well I think even like aggression's really been yeah. weeded out of our society it's been yeah, it, yeah. there's such a negative connotation on aggression totally. so when people think about aggression they think <sighs> of the big fucking jacked like or just yelling yeah, like aggression just, exactly and it's like and it's Being aggressive towards other humans with the the intent to hurt other humans physically or emotionally. They think of it as, you're right, you're right. Hurt that, isn't it? Like, again, coming back to Jordan Peterson, he talks about controlled aggression and how important controlled aggression is. And that's why sports are so beneficial and working out are so beneficial for young people. And that's something that, like, I think is so important for young men and women Mm -hmm. to. Realize at a young age that it's like comes back to the traffic thing The reason people get so pissed off and so angry and trapped because they have no control over their aggression And because society has weeded out that aggression has a negative connotation But when you're in the comfort of your car you can say fuck you fuck Mm -hmm. you and you can just fucking explode Mm -hmm. But you know what they're exploding about is because they're unhappy with their marriage They're unhappy with their job. They're unhappy with so many things But they don't have that aggressive outlet like working out like sports like going back thousands of years hunting things like that things that took aggression and energy they don't have that outlet anymore so that comes out in the car or yelling at your wife or yelling at your kids or or whatever it is and but some of the most successful people in the world especially men have aggression that is controlled it's not they're not dicks they're just aggressive in their pursuit of becoming a better businessman The best athletes in the world are aggressive athletes. They don't have to be assholes. They sometimes are. Like Michael Jordan was like an atrocious dick. But he was aggressive in his pursuit to become the best. That's why he became the best. Jeff Bezos was aggressive in his pursuit to become the richest man in the world. They don't – you don't have to – aggression is not the way society has viewed it. The way you see two people
1: clashing. Like imagine you use it in this sentence. That person aggressively – um, puts family first. Mm-hmm. Yeah like exactly. like like it's just aggra- think of the actual word aggressive. you know it doesn't it's older. not it's not an anger thing. Aggression <laughs> and anger are intertwined. that's people not it. people pu- tie them together. Yeah, yeah man. it's true. It's true.
0: Um, what what is your biggest piece of advice for young men and women? How young and why? Let's go teens and young 20s. You can separate the two or you can tie them together whatever you prefer. Uh, off the top of my dome, I
1: think I tell people to understand the, the theory of projection. I, I, and you hear me use that word too often, but I wish young people understood that we're always projecting baggage all the time. And it doesn't have to be poetic. When I say some of this stuff, it's not like poetic stuff. Literally everything you do is just re- resembling what you learned in the past. When, you, when someone asks you what 2 plus 2 is, that's a projection of your past baggage. You know exactly the answer from your past. Mm-hmm. And it's stuck with you. That's why it's baggage. It's there with you. I wish all young kids would learn that. And then also not to take anything personally. It kind of ties in. So I try to tell my youth athletes this all the time. When someone gets mad at you, they're projecting. Don't take it personal. It has nothing to do with you. Even if you are rude and say, you're fucking ugly. <laughs> They're, they're going to get pissed at you, but you can't take it personally. And it's like Inception. They can't take what you said personally. But even though you're rude, you're just shining a light on insecurity. Can you if, – if, uh, To conclude, if a person's identity was so strongly like I am not ugly or just like if I called you Alex, you, you wouldn't even get upset because you're like I'm Scott. That's not yeah. my name. Yeah. I identify as Scott. If your identity is so aligned with something – You're not taking that shit personally. You don't really care. Yeah. And I tell kids just not take things personally because of projection. To learn like everything's projected.
0: But the ugly thing, like if you were to say, I think you have to explain that deeper for me. Because like if you were to just outright be completely rude for no reason with ill intent to hurt somebody else's feelings. How do you not take that personally? Because
1: you feel bad that someone programmed them in the past to say such a thing.
0: Uh holy fuck. You yeah. just you
1: just feel bad at that point you got to be empathetic. You go, "Who the fuck hurt you?"
0: That's so and wise, you go and you yeah. open
1: your arms. You go, "Give me a hug." Like you've completely dissociated the personal thing. You get, you say, "I feel so bad for whoever hurts you." You yeah. actually cuz then you love everyone being on it.
0: hurt people hurt people. Simple as that. Yeah. That that's anyways, crazy. that's
1: what I wish I could tell young kids and then obviously the
0: ripple effect is massive. How 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 many people do you think can realize – because that's going to be such a challenging thing. Like do you think – you, you yourself, are you to that point yet that you can like hear something like that that's hurtful to you and like have that initial like control to be able to say like I'm sorry that that – that you feel that way because that's that's not <clears> – <throat> you don't take it personally I guess.
1: No and I I really wish – the <laughs> I could have just pleased all y'all and been like yes, I – have mastered that skill, yeah. no, and that I blame my ego. Of I course. blame my ego, and I do blame past insecurity. Or, or have you noticed the people closest to you are the people you justify to all the time? Mm-hmm. If a stranger came up to me and said, "You look like a, pu- a fucking piece of cockta I wouldn't be. I'd be like, "I keep walking, like whatever." Mm-hmm. If my brother said that. He knows me. He knows me because his opinion matters to you. To me, he knows Zev. Almost as much as I know myself. Mm-hmm. That's like me calling myself ugly, or oh, like wow, like. Yeah. So I, that's why I can't say I've mastered that. Is there still moments my ego says he's right? Do you think you ever will? Yes, yes. Because I also believe in active manifestation and priming from think fast, think slow. Yes. I'm battling. My ego's battling, but I gotta say yes because I do want to change. Yeah, I want it to change. Yeah. So if I said I don't know, that'd be the real truth. That's what my higher self is saying. I want change. I can tell you that. I want. I want to one day be able to say yeah. That
0: it. Yeah. Even my brother or people close to me won't affect. Me. It's just such an incredibly challenging thing <clears throat> to have control over your ego. That's something I've been super oh, obsessed God. with. Like even since you we started talking about it way back. Like it's yeah. been on my mind a ton. Just like. It gets exhausting thinking about like what what you're saying and why you're saying it and how it relates to your ego it gets very tiring mm-hmm. it's useful but it also i sometimes it brings my self confidence in myself down because it's like you realize some of the things you say for that are ego driven and you're like am i really like that like it's like mm. you're it's it's a hard pill to swallow i guess sometimes mm-hmm. it's like it's like wow like because you see you hear yourself say something and then you're like, oh, well, you said that because of this to feed your ego in this way. And then it's like, fuck, am I a narcissist? And yeah, then it's yeah, like, yeah, and that's yeah, just, yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's it's positive, but it, it's just work, I guess. It's just I, it's challenging. It's very challenging. I could, dude,
1: I could not agree mm-hmm. more. I'm at a point in my life where I analyze my ego way too much. How how do you stop that? <laughs>
0: I don't know, man. Like I just <laughs> like
1: how once is it one of those things? Once you learn, you're stuck
0: you I've. I've. I pulled back a little bit, like yeah. lately. You, you have to watch comedies and just yeah, leave the world. But yeah, <laughs> honestly, finding like small things. Cause I'm part of me is like against instant gratification. I try to avoid it as much as mm-hmm. possible. But everybody needs their vice, right? Like everybody. It's true. It's true. So you can't. You can't do everything. Like. You can't just avoid all things for instant gratification. Of so course. you can get like the result later. Like, kind of need your vice, and yeah, finding things that can distract. me. Because I. And I know you are too. I'm too in my head all the time. So I need things like mountain biking is a good one for me. And like things like working out somewhat. Um, but things, yeah, that I, it's an escape. Think Like reasons, as much as I think people should avoid escapes as much as possible, I think you should also have them in a controlled manner that like are useful to you. And that's something with like ego and just constantly thinking about my thoughts and stuff like that that can get exhausting. So Mm -hmm. it's something that it's nice to have an escape from your own mind sometimes.
1: And, and I guess remember when we talked about the term egotistical, Mm -hmm. I think you could eliminate that negative connotation to thinking about the ego. If you have a positive ego that you're saying, I'm, I'm saying what I'm saying to bring joy to my friend and then, and then it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay to let the ego fly because it's a positive feedback loop for your superego, for the higher self. And if anyone's listening, you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? (laughs) The id, think of like picture a timeline. Okay, On the left side is your id and the example is you're at a restaurant, you're thirsty, you're, you're thirsty, you grab the first drink you see across the table, it's someone else's. Your superego says, I'm thirsty, I'm not gonna die. The waiter is busy, I'm gonna give them a minute. Everything's okay. You wait. That's your higher self and say I know the situation. And then the ego is floats, it hovers. The ego says, Fuck it, take the water. And your ego might also be like, you know what? In this moment, higher self, follow it. Let the waiter come in a few minutes. So that's what I'm saying is like it's positive feedback loop. You can train that ego to hover closer to the superego or your higher self, in my opinion.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's where like at first right now, I feel the same, Scott, where like I hate just thinking about why I'm doing everything. Set the foundation. You're doing it to spread love. And then catch yourself going, oh, that was selfish. Then you go right back to like, okay, my decision is to spread love. Everything I say, like – because think about it. Not to go on a tangent. If we really wanted to kill our ego, which is impossible, but metaphorically – You'd stop talking. Yeah. You'd literally stop talking. Well, you that's, can't. That's monks. That's literally <laughs> you stop. Monks. Exactly. You'd have to stop talking because everything we say is our ego trying to justify or prove. Mm-hmm. It, and I'm probably forgetting other things. And so you'd have to stop talking. But then there's where I, I've, I'll come back and say like, no, I want to bring joy to you. You want to bring joy to me. So we do kind of assume a bit. Yeah. And we assume like, oh, this is going to – like we're doing this right now. Everything. Mm-hmm. But it's beyond my head. Even like this is us just talking for fun, philosophically.
0: Yeah, together. exactly. But that's I. That's a big part, honestly, of like why I wanted to start a podcast. Yeah. Because I have there is so much lost value in that wasn't recorded uh, in conversations oh you my, and I. Have yes. Had, yes. Me, you, and Ben. Me so and ben, much.
1: Me so and so Nate, much, and that's. Every, Pretentious of us, but I'm just saying, you guys listening, my ego says you
0: would have enjoyed it. Oh, one the, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. actually, that's ironically <laughs> a funny example. Like, I'm not, it's not for I, us saying no. you're smart. It's you, like, it's something, it's just <laughs> you having con- one of the most <laughs> beneficial things that I can recommend to anybody, doesn't matter their age, whatever, is talking to your friends about your feelings. Mm. And it sounds so lame, and it's, and especially as a young man who taught that, like, feelings are not manly and it's not that's not a characteristic of like a a male usually it is one of the most beneficial value-packed things that i've ever experienced and i have had so many incredible conversations that have helped me understand myself and understand others in at a rate like like in a rate that's impossible to like imagine like how fast i've like changed my perception of um of others and of myself, and understanding feelings and things like that. It's been so useful and so valuable. So, yeah. one sec, one sec, one sec.
1: I'm gonna have to start a okay. Save. You you can pause this. So yeah, anyways, that's um, yeah, it. No talk. I need to do that more. The heart to hearts. I used to love sleepovers, even as a kid. Yeah. And when we get older, we've had them. So mm-hmm. it's, you're right. It's so awesome. many. It's man. So important.
0: You like it's so important. We have things. access to so many. We have access to all of our friends and peers and adults and things like that. That even if they're even if you don't look at them as someone who's like super intelligent or like super in depth thinker or whatever, they have all kinds of experiences that you can learn from. And like, that's a beauty of podcasting and listening to podcasts mm-hmm. or doing them is you, you get so much value about the human experience and how to live a better life from hearing other people's lives and like. 100 when
1: when going and so not to jump on the ego again when the ego says I just want to give and I don't want to prove you can sit and listen so like you could have someone on and to have a good ego you'd sit there and listen and be curious whereas like where was I even going with it? Like and then, and then you're not you're not trying to prove like you, oh I know, you can give yourself mental high fives when you have a thought of like oh I could prove to them I know more I could prove to them if they imagine the scenario people imagine someone says I just bought a car I'm excited, and then a person who has no control in their ego and the id comes out saying, oh I bought my first car five months ago just like to say uh, how often no you hear yeah, this all the time yeah, yeah. though. And not on that grand pretentious scale, on little micro scales of like – Always. People say like, oh, I went camping. And, like, and then someone else would go, oh, that's sick. I went like a week ago. Does, that's not harmful. But it came out. They're like, I need to prove for some yeah. reason. I'm, Dude, on a, I, I'm right? guilty of that so oh, many times. Same, same.
0: All the time.
1: Yeah. But, but think about it. On a podcast, someone – you bring someone on and, and or a conversation like this. And then someone says, I went camping. And you can sit in there and go, that's wonderful. Yeah. And you give yourself a mental high five. Yeah, I, we need to give ourselves more mental high fives and give tuck the ego away. Literally, just fucking yeah. Good yeah. job, Scott. You're your own best friend, as Jordan Peele would say. Yeah. You're like, good job, Scott, in your head. But then you just say, that's wonderful. And then they, then they're like, fuck, Scott, listening. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm guilty of it too. Oh, everybody is. Like, I actually see. We've been going on and on. I wanted to know what would you say to young? What would you tell? Um, because look where it got us. That one I know, question. I know. That one I
0: question. It. I want to yeah. know. I want to hear it. Um. I would say like I would say make as many mistakes as like you can yeah, at, cool. at a young age. Don't don't make like don't make life altering mistakes. Like don't try to avoid the ones that are going to like ruin your life. I think that's awful. Right. But yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: don't smoke yes, man. Yes, man. <laughs> make um, good good make math mistakes. Yes, make right. meth mistakes. Um
0: but I would say just like, like, don't be afraid to try something that you are going to fail at, I guess is what I would say. And it's not like, and that, and that ties into seeking some responsibilities and seeking some challenges and seeking some potential pain, like whether it's trying out for a sports team or whether it's trying to start a business in your young twenties or whatever it is, like collect those failures because they're going to make you an exponentially better person. Like
1: that's good. That's so I would really say
0: good. I would say yeah, just seek failure, seek responsibility and have fun while you're doing it. Don't forget to have fun. Don't you could you could have all the fun in the world and have no responsibilities for 10 years and you'd be instilling still in your young 20s. So don't beat yourself up too much. I don't think you should throw your life away, but yeah, I would say that's my recommendations right now. I have a lot of I them actually. Like I feel I, like oh. I have a ton of them, but yeah, I think those are the main ones that
1: come to mind. Imagine if you like wrote a little ebook. 12 <laughs> Rules for Life? <laughs> yeah.
0: In my 20s. Yeah. Man. 12 Rules for Life for 20 year olds. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be bad. Yeah,
1: man. Well, okay. No, I, I apologize in advance for doing this. Right. The ego thing, literally people, we just, are, and I just confess that I think about it too much. Here, you're going to actually hear me do it live of how yeah. I think about it too much. When I said, when I just said, look how long that answer got us or look where that an- uh, question got us, Yeah. I didn't have to say that. I, my ego told me to say that to prove to you for some random reason that I was aware the question got us there. No. As if you
0: didn't know the question got us there. No, but, and, I, but, no, but I hadn't thought about that. Like I, I forgot that that was the original question. I actually didn't know. <laughs> and okay. I think and, you're over-analyzing. And see, here I we think, go, here I we go.
1: I'm overanalyzing. Cause here I am thinking like, oh, that was me proving. Whereas like I system, system down, you know. <laughs> yeah. So if you took, if you took something away from it, I guess it's okay. But if my intent was to bring joy, which I will be completely honest to say my intent there, I don't think was to give you joy by saying that. I just felt like I was egotistical in that moment. And it's that. a loophole. Cause me saying this is my ego trying to prove to you I'm aware of my ego. How fucked is that? It's, it's, an, it's, it's a, a loop. It's, it's a paradox. It's a paradox. And it's an a ego positive. paradox. Yeah. I get into these ego paradoxes yeah, yeah. and it's like but sh- that. But then
0: this is why it's fucking exhausting it, to I, think about your ego. Like, I'm done. I'm not. Not again. Like you overanalyzed <laughs> the fuck out of uh, that. It, I know you did. But like. I'm, yeah. I'm done with it. So. Just give up. No, no. Yeah, like you said, up. I'm literally like cold turkey. Yeah. Never. Just <laughs> stop <laughs> talking. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Uh <laughs> We're monks at The yeah, monk podcast yeah, is silent all the time. Thick monks radio. Thick monk <laughs> <laughs> There's so, got to be a
1: yoked monk out there. There is. Have you seen the? No. Oh my god. There's got to be a yoked. <laughs> I'll bring monk. it up. I'll
0: bring it up Please right now. He's up. actually huge. Actually, and- you think this keeps recording? Yeah, yeah. It it's gonna keep going.
1: I, I want to talk about how cut you are. What? You're cut these days. Clean. 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 How long? Oh my God. These are thick monks. <laughs> this guy. When it's you this do this guy. Oh look my God. They don't eat enough. Like, you know, it's just genetics at that point. Or he's roiding under the table.
0: Imagine just a monk on trend. <laughs> I think that if, if there's one, this like, is him. Yeah.
1: Bro. Like, cause think about it. They honestly don't eat and sleep enough to have that much muscle unless it's genetic. Have you heard of these monks? They'll sleep like – do you know how long they sleep for? No. Six hours. How is he gaining muscle mass like that for sleeping six hours? What the hell is going on here? For people that can't see, they have swords on his toes and
0: boobies. I didn't realize those were spears. Spears. Thank you. Jesus Christ.
1: And, and they they don't eat enough. They eat three meals a day. They're pretty small. I've seen a day in the life of a monk. Really? I've watched it. And it's not – there's walking meditations and they have these turf laneways. And they just are very conscious of everything they sense when they walk.
0: Really? And that's what they'll do sometimes for hours. Do you think you could live that life? No. I couldn't. No, no. There's I like talking. No, I like, like, really talking. Born, I like no. talking too much. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's also true. Being born around here and then trying to go to that. Like, I would try to maybe, like, go for, like, if you've seen those, like, week-long silent retreats.
1: Yes. I think that would be cool. I'd be down. I'd be down.
0: I'd be super down for that.
1: That'd be really cool, actually. Yeah uh how long until you're gonna not be so lean um well i'm
0: trying to peak strength right now so like I, that's a
1: hot take to do that wow so you're dude lean.
0: it's so it's kind of been like a random experiment on myself and it's, it. it went so well actually like i was i was expecting an injury or just to not uh, get stronger and neither really happened yet like knock on wood like i got like two weeks left and i'm gonna like max my squat bench and deadlift see what it is um Are you playing around with the nervous system to make that happen or
1: just protein intake and or both?
0: Uh, what do you mean? Oh, oh so, so, so okay. that you have the muscle to lift oh, weight. Yeah. More weight. So it's been a couple things. So it's been, yeah, it's been managing neural fatigue as much as possible. I train four days a week. I only have one deadlift day, which is big for me because deadlifts take a lot out of me. I have one heavy squat day and then a really light squat day, which has been nice because it's not really fatiguing, but it still primes that mm-hmm. movement. And then I bench three times a week because bench doesn't take a ton out of me and a heavy medium light day. Protein intake, yes, like as much protein as I can uh, handle um, until you start just exploding. Sorry, not. I don't know why. I don't oh. know why. I don't really know <laughs> I don't why. Know I handle. Like I don't really no, know. No, know. I
1: don't really know why I said it. Like or that. handles in how much you literally you can fill your stomach. No, no. Oh, I don't, oh, I don't, oh, I don't, I don't know, know why I said it like that. So you are meticulous I, though. Still, it? Like, yeah. you're not just plowing as much as. Yeah, just right? more. No, no, no.
0: I have I have calories and macros. Yeah, 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 so yeah, basically, absolutely. like one point two grams per pound of body weight because um, is your
1: metabolism starting to interrupt is your metabolism getting kind of fucked right now or like could you eat only protein and uh or, or are you so low metabolically that if you did stuff your face with i don't know like 200 plus grams of protein you would be
0: no you wouldn't be over you'd still be so low that's yeah i'm not of- i'm really not that lean though like i'm not at the okay, point yeah, i'm not, I'm you're not you're at the your point your body's still fine. i'm still fine yeah like if I got below, like, I'm, like, 193-ish right now. If I get below 190, then I'll probably – it's more so, like, I won't – probably won't have, like, low libido. It's, like, you, yeah. have, to, you have to really yeah. push to, like, get to that stuff and, like, have, like, really bad metabolic adaptations. But I would be too food-focused. I know I would. I'd just be hungry too much. Like, my calories would be too low. So it's been a couple things. So it's been just making sure, like, I have – as much food as i can and more energy expenditure because that's the way i like to diet is like a decent like a good amount of food managing uh managing my fatigue has been massive and i've actually been good at that taking deal at the proper time and like nice. managing my recovery make sure my sleep's optimal <clears throat> when is like
1: that. what's the optimal time to deload in your opinion for this moment uh, Training for
0: me it was six weeks in so i had a nine week training block and i the first i Could have done three weeks deload, three weeks deload, three weeks max, but I was on I felt fine. Like I felt fine. And if you're still gaining, you might as
1: well just milk as much as you can out of the Exactly.
0: Everything was going really well. So Mm. I was like, so then at six weeks I took like a really light deload. Like I only trained like twice and I just like really recovered. And then the last three weeks have been like really aggressive. So like the neural fatigue is really starting to pile up now. Like I was pretty beat on the weekend. Was it
1: like an actual deload where intensity and volume wasn't? because. Folks, anyone listening, There, some people go, I deloaded, and they actually just kept destroying their body because like they just were going way too hard,
0: but the volume was technically lower, but they're still training. hard. Right? Yeah. Sure. There's a bunch of different ways to deload. <laughs> There's a lot. Like, yeah. people, some people like to drop volume. Some people like to drop intensity. I think you should drop both. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, um,
1: Nippert said that, and, yeah. which is a
0: YouTuber, but you should look up everyone. But that's where I... And I was like, it's true. You should yeah. drop both. <laughs> it's yeah. a good deload. So that's what I did. Yeah. And then, um, and then yeah, I've also used... This diet has been so seamless because I've taken it so slow and I've utilized diet breaks. So I've utilized taking, I like I took one week long diet break where I was back up at maintenance for an entire week, because I got down to like one ninety five and I was like I was like okay like I'm pretty happy with this. Um, I still have lots of time. Like I don't really have a date. I just kind of getting leaner as summer goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, I'm gonna take a diet break. So I took a week long like at maintenance. And then, honestly, every like two or three weeks, I'd take like a weekend, like a 48-hour like refeed. So I'd, I'd up mm-hmm. my carbs and I'd go back up to closer to maintenance calories or just carbs depending on how I was feeling. Um, and that's been super useful because my heavy training days are on Mondays and Tuesdays. So I'll have a refeed higher carbs, maybe higher calories Saturday, Sunday. And then I come into the beginning of my week really refueled with lots of energy. And then my calories for the rest of the week will be lower, but on my training days, it don't matter as much. So I've been manipulating my nutrition a ton, like on like days to days you have to. to to maximize my like heavy training sessions and then keep losing weight and make sure my weekly calories are still in a deficit. This past weekend, I had a full three-day refeed where I was actually in a surplus. Like, I was, like, tech, I know because I'm leaner, a lot of things would be a surplus, but, like, mm-hmm. it was, like, 3,000-plus like calories, which is, like, a hell of a lot more than what mm-hmm. I'm eating now. And I was eating, I was honestly just really relaxed. Like, I was, like, kind of tracking but not really. I kind of just ate how I wanted to listen to my hunger signals mm-hmm. because, like, tonight I have, like, a really heavy lift and then, like, tomorrow I have, to like, this week in general is going to be, like, the hardest like it'll be the most accumulated cns fatigue and then next week i'll max like i'll taper in the max so i really pushed food into me like as much as i could like this weekend um just to get give myself the fuel to get through this training week and to give myself a bit of a psychological break because i don't want to really lose weight over the next week like i I just want to maintain where i'm at at make and then not even next week and then make sure that i actually peak my strength i don't want to be hungry and like tired mm-hmm. and with no glycogen of course so and then after that i'll just i'll just keep dieting keep pushing so Who yeah are,
1: are the people that will listen to this you think going to be fitness people or average joe i don't know to be honest i Which actually I have cool. no idea and tell, tell people what a refeed is they might never have heard
0: that so basically so refeeding with your diet is when you're so you're dieting down and a refeed can be a couple things, but usually it's its initial use was replenishing glycogen, and it's really useful for bodybuilders. Um, Why do they have to replenish their glycogen if they're dieting? So when you're dieting, your tip, especially if you're like competing in a bodybuilding show, I prefer to diet on high carb, but a lot of like a lot of people do diet on a lower carbohydrate diet, um, and just overall calories, you just don't have as much energy and as much stored energy, being glycogen. Um, So as a result, you tend to deplete glycogen because you're training really hard and you're not the whole point of dieting is eating in a caloric deficit, which means you don't have enough food to fuel you. So your body turns to its stored food for energy So as a result, you're depleting glycogen So it's nice every like couple weeks or maybe even a couple months depending on how you're feeling to do a refeed which is usually like some people do it a day long. I prefer like forty eight to seventy two hour refeeds, and you don't have to increase calories. You can just increase carbohydrates, um, and that just really replenishes glycogen, and you feel a lot better when you have more glycogen. So if you so then you replenish that glycogen, um, and then you feel a lot better. And people are typically gravitating towards carbs when they're dieting, um, so. You use that to fuel your training and make sure that you can keep pushing. But the big thing with diet breaks, or sorry, with refeeds or a full blown diet break, is it gives you a psychological break from dieting. And it's like okay, especially if you up the calories, it's like okay, I can eat bigger meals. I can like I can, I can maybe have a donut or I can have something that's like a little more rich or something that I've been avoiding. Like, mm-hmm. and it's and it's on plan it's not like you don't feel like you're cheating it's like no i'm giving my client a refeed right now so they can eat something that they've probably deemed as a bad food or they're like nervous about and then it just really helps with your energy in the gym and just like your mentality and it kind of gives you a break which is essentially what a diet break is gives you a break from it and then when you come back you can push harder Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. kind of it's like the same as like The weekend and like the idea behind like two-day, three-day weekends gives you a break from like the work and you usually work harder in the other days as a result. so.
1: So and people, your training is so important like and sometimes people get so into diet but then think about that refeed, right? You still have to lift heavy things if you want more muscle mass, if there's an aesthetic goal. So it's like really crucial yeah, to give yourself that energy. Now, do you remember Stronger by Science? There was way back talking about protein at certain times and how much. And then, and then one of them mentioned, he's like, honestly, if you're super depleted, he's like, just do 10 push-ups. He's like, the stimulus to the muscles is going to – be better than how much protein you're eating it's just like just work out yeah and it's like as long as obviously you're not eating zero grams of protein like get protein in, but like people who are like should i go 0.8 0.9 one gram per kilogram like it's like just like work yeah. out yeah lift heavy Literally. things
0: if, you, if your body yeah. has that stimulus and that reason to yeah. maintain muscle mass that's the big Thing. Like it's it's you need like, protein for sure, but course, you also don't course, need you also yes. don't need anywhere near as much protein as like people might think too. Because cool. protein intake for muscle mass is dictated by your lean body tissue. Mm-hmm. So when people exactly. so when people yeah, take yeah. like are eating a gram per pound of body weight, you're not zero percent body fat, right? Yeah, 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 so it's yeah, like yeah. You, you you have get, to
1: assume. Yeah. Uh, and well, and so have you ever? Like, have you ever been super lean and uh, like you can still again like feel like you're maintaining, you gaining muscle just because you're like getting reps in. Uh, it's like some people put so much emphasis into the protein intake and just I don't know. It's kind of bro science, but like if you just feel cut because you're you're working out all the time, like yeah, just don't underestimate training. Like just no, lift heavy yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I think
0: you're definitely most people if you're like pretty lean you're not gaining muscle you're maintaining you're ma- it yeah, though like, maintaining. Uh, like one thing that i know for sure though is like if you're maintaining a body weight so you're not like getting leaner but you can get relatively lean and then just be on a maintenance calories you can build muscle there like mm-hmm. so that's the difference like if you are at maintenance level calories like you can have gain so it's like you are you're gaining can muscle you, while maintaining okay, your current right. body weight yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I've definitely done, and that's for sure. Like most of our know. clients would benefit from.
1: They like, they think they're getting leaner, and well, they are. Sorry, they are. It's they think they're losing weight drastically. Yeah. Anyways.
0: Yeah. All right, dude.
1: That was good. You want to wrap it up there? I think. That was okay, good. That, that so was seventy eight. No way. <laughs> that's we just so went funny. over seventy
0: five. That's so funny. Uh, Always podcasts a, are a good time. Yeah, that was it. We're gonna do, do it more. We're gonna do it more. Zev's gonna be a regular guest. Thanks for hosting me at your house. Always, man. Always. This is the new podcast studio. And thank you for listening once yeah. again. Yeah. Thanks for listening. If you just listen this entire episode, wow, I really appreciate that. And hopefully there's gonna be plenty more. All right. Take it easy. Oh, if you so then you replenish that glycogen, um, and then you feel a lot better. And people are typically gravitating towards carbs when they're dieting. Um, so you use that to fuel your training and make sure that you can keep pushing. But the big thing with diet breaks, or, sorry, with refeeds or a full-blown diet break is it gives you a psychological break from dieting. And it's like, okay, especially if you up the calories, it's like, okay, I can eat bigger meals. I can like, I can, I can maybe have a donut or I can have something that's like a little more rich or something that I've been avoiding. Like, mm-hmm. and it's, and it's. On plan it's not like you don't feel like you're cheating it's like no I'm giving my client a refeed right now so they can eat something that they've probably deemed as a bad food or they're yeah, like yeah. nervous about and then it just really helps with your energy in the gym and just like your mentality and it kind of gives you a break which is essentially what a diet break is it gives you a break from it and then when you come back you can push harder
2: mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. kind of
0: it's like the same as like the weekend and like the idea behind like yeah. two day, three day weekends, it gives you a break from like the work and you usually work harder in yeah. the other yeah, days yeah. as a result. So.
1: so, and people, your training is so important, like, and sometimes people get so into diet, but then think about that refeed, right? You still have to lift heavy things if you want more muscle mass, if there's an aesthetic goal. So it's like really crucial to give yourself that energy. Now, do you remember Stronger by Science? There was way back talking about protein at certain times and how much. And then then one of them mentioned, he's like, honestly, if you're super depleted, he's like, just do 10 push-ups. He's like, the stimulus to the muscles is going to – better than how much protein you're eating it's just like just work out yeah and it's like as long as obviously you're not eating zero grams of protein like get protein but like people who are like should i go 0.8 0.9 one gram per kilogram like it's like just like work yeah. out yeah lift heavy Literally. things
0: just, if, you, if your body yeah. has that stimulus and that reason to yeah. maintain muscle mass that's the big Thing. Like it's it's you like, need protein for sure, but you also course, don't need course. you also don't need anywhere near as much protein as like people might think too. Because cool. protein intake for muscle mass is dictated by your lean body tissue. Mm-hmm. So when people exactly. so when people exactly. take like are eating a gram per pound of body weight, you're not zero percent body fat, right? Yeah, 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 so it's like yeah, yeah. You, you you have, have to get, assume. You're kind yeah. Of lean. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and well, and so have you ever? Like have you ever been super lean and uh, like you can still, again, like feel like you're maintaining or gaining muscle just because you're like getting reps in. Uh, it's like some people put so much emphasis into the protein intake and it's just – I don't know. It's kind of bro science but like if you just feel cut because you're, you're working out all the time, like yeah, just don't underestimate
0: training. Like just no, don't look it, heavy yeah. stuff. <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think you're definitely – most people, if you're like pretty lean, you're not gaining muscle, you're maintaining you're made, it. Yeah, though. Like, maintaining. Right, like one thing that I know for sure though is like if you're maintaining a body weight, so you're not like getting leaner, but you can get relatively lean and then just be on a maintenance calories, you can build muscle there. Like, oh, So that's the difference. Like if you are at maintenance level calories, like you can have gain So it's like you are, you're gaining can muscle you, you, while maintaining okay, your current I mean. body weight. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which I've definitely done. That's for sure. Like most I, of our
1: clients would benefit from. They like they think they're getting leaner than well they are. Sorry, they are. It's they think they're losing weight drastically. Yeah. Anyways. All right, dude. That was good. you Want to wrap it up there? I think that was so good. That, that so was seventy eight. No way! So we that's just so went funny. over seventy
0: five. That's so funny. Uh, Always podcasts a are a good time. Yeah, that wasn't. we're going to do it more. We're going <laughs> to do it more. Zev's going to be a regular guest. Thanks for hosting me at your house. Always, man. Always. This is the new podcast studio. And thank you for listening once yeah. again. Yeah, thanks for listening. If you just listen this entire episode, wow, I really appreciate that. And hopefully there's going to be plenty more. All right, take it easy.